Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Big thanks to Lars Anderson. Two segments with Lars. We'll get that posted. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play is where you go to get the podcast download. Full show or the segments you want to hear, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Uh, appreciate the kind words. Scott, email from Kent. Always love Kent keeping me in check. Uh, we know it's the preseason when folks are comparing Sims to Hertz. <laughs> Maybe, but listen, you've got a guy that is built, is fast, got a good arm, and you have a difference in what was around Hertz, dare I say, than what's projected to be around Sims. All right. Bama, Nebraska. Uh, Bama after championships, Nebraska trying to, to get back to a bowl. So, no, I, I totally get it. And, and Hertz wasn't the best thrower in college, but he's good enough. And then he's gone to a whole different level at throwing the football. And just from a usage standpoint, wouldn't you, wanna, wouldn't you want to look at Nebraska's offense? We'll hear from Marcus Satterfield here. But look at Nebraska's offense. And if they want to be a, multi, a, a positionless offense – and, and their their base is what? It's going to be physicality and being tough and being able to run the football. They also want to take shots. They're not going to be just Oklahoma from 1985 where they won a football game not throwing a forward pass. Just straight-up rushing attempts. Nebraska, I would think, could drift towards, all right, what's the matchup? Where's the advantage? And what can we ask our quarterback to do? Can he get under center? And can they go heavy and wear out a team between the tackles, Elijah? Or can they spread it out? We asked Mitch Sherman this question last hour. And, yeah, they can, they can go with some zone read game. And you just got a, you had a fabulous athlete that's strong and has a good arm. The, the, the thing's going to be about accuracy. And you can, you can find easy throws in an offense to keep the chains moving. And I think that's what Bama did when they – didn't want to hand off to a uh, an All-American at running back behind an All-American line. <laughs> okay, so it's apples and oranges. But I'm saying from a skill set standpoint, what you ask quarterback to do and what he's able to do could be uh, could be nice and, for Nebraska. And I think people have some hindsight bias here, looking back here and forgetting Hertz's profile as an NFL draft prospect. And Third round. And I went and pulled it up. This following his year at Oklahoma, which is probably his best year as a college starter. Right. And he and he got, raised the profile. And he it raised it because he got 
let's say it. I mean, you got Lincoln Riley coaching him at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, read you through the profile here really quick. Uh, shows poised to make plays late in games. These are the strengths, by the way. Uh, able to step and throw with good <laughs> velocity. Uses athletic ability and strength to elude pocket pressure. I play extender who can make big plays on the move. Uh, good accuracy and intermediate passes. Capable as a rollout passer. Talented, powerful runner from both direct snap and RPO actions. Okay, those are the strengths of Jalen Hurts, which I think a lot of those have parallels to Kent, Kent, Kent takes the steel chair off the, th- off the third turnbuckle and crushes me. Hurts, three years, 48 touchdowns, 12 picks, got benched. Sims, 30 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. How many t- I'll, I'll, I'll ask this. How many times was Hurts trailing? I'll also ask this. How good is Georgia Tech's offensive line compared to Alabama's offensive line? And skill players. And skill players. But, but I mean, Ken, I mean that, was, that was the wide receiver room that had Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and whoever the hell else. I think they had three first-round draft picks well, in that wide receiver wasn't it, Didn't they have O.J. the tight end? Uh, O.J. Howard? Yeah, yeah first they round. Did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. But let's go through the weaknesses. Sorry. Thank you, Ken. Misses checkdowns and ops for harder throws. <laughs> He's greedy. <laughs> Inconsistent patience, allowing routes to develop. Uh, needs to get better at trusting his pocket. Quick to drop his eyes when pressure mounts. Uh, more likely to avoid pocket than climb, scan, and throw from it. And leave slants and crossers behind targets. So it's accuracy. Timing. I mean, which I, th- I think are things that we have heard about Jeff Sims coming from Georgia Tech as well. The one that I think you add to Jeff Sims that you don't have on Jalen Hurts is decision-making. Uh, they, they give slow recognition. They don't say poor decision-maker outright. Mm-hmm. But that's the one thing you'd add to Jeff Sims' weaknesses as of right now. Uh, but I also think Jalen Hurts kind of uh, took away some question marks in his decision-making with that year at Oklahoma. The Lincoln-Riley system really, really aided him in his development there. So I think you can, and then see, you can Philly's, see parallels. Philly's coaching. It's that's not, it's not that's perfect. what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. It's not a perfect comparison. It's apples to oranges. Totally with the situation, it absolutely is. But there's but, no comp that is going to be perfect. I can see the parallels there. I'm not sure Hurts' name I would go for, but I don't think it's a bad comparison by any means. Well, I'm saying you can use him like Philly's using him. Now in the NFL where there's, there's a – there's a or look at look at Russell Wilson in Seattle, first few years mm-hmm. they did run some zone read with him, and they ran a lot of pro style under center. I'm saying from a, from an offensive standpoint, you can use both with this guy, and it, it could work to your advantage. That's all I'm saying. You have the ability to kind of do both and hopefully do it well if you're a Nebraska fan. Well, and, and just one more point to make sure, here. Whatever, that's all good. You, to go back to the point about Jalen Hurts and the interceptions, comparing that to Jeff Sims. Uh, Josh Allen, barely a 2-1 to touchdown-to-interception ratio in college. Well, and 43 to 21. And, and which, Nate Gary still sends him birthday cards. Which it's, it's a fine ratio to have, but it's nothing compared to Jalen Hurts. If you look at those two quarterbacks, you'd sit there and go, well, Jalen Hurts is clearly the better prospect. I think time has shown us that They're both college good. stats <laughs> are not the be all end all because of the talent that is around you. I'm not sitting here saying that Nebraska's talent is the best in the world. And, and I'm not make, saying he's Jalen Hurts. Look perfect. I'm saying use him like Jalen Hurts. Yes. And maybe, maybe you do if you're Satterfield. Let's talk about. Sat and the offense here as we squeeze it in. And uh, let's hear about Sims and his camp, how things have gone. You have a cut number? Six. Gotcha. Uh, I think he, he, he improved every single day. I think that he had a, a goal. He wanted to take care of the football. 
Uh, he wanted to increase his completion percentage. Uh, the first four or five days, the completion percentage wasn't as good as we wanted. Getting used to, again, playing all these different looks and stuff we're getting. And I think he just chipped away at it, and by the end of, this, uh, by the end of camp, it's, you know, it's, it's around where we want it to be. And I think that uh, you know, he did a really nice job of taking care of the football. That was a huge emphasis for him. And then him just not being scared to use his legs. You know, don't be scared to use your legs when needed. So that's a big part of this component. Uh, <laughs> last thought from Kent via email. Interesting comparison, LOL. <laughs> Fair enough. That's, that's all good. Fair enough, Kent. It's all right. Uh, this is coffee for all of you watching on the stream. I promise you it is not Smirnoff time or Tito's time yet. Uh, more from Coach Sant here on the scrimmage. Did uh, Nebraska do better last Saturday? Uh, we went into it with the main focus of just operationally cleaning up the operation and playing with great tempo. And I don't mean like no huddle, like being able to mix that stuff in, but just getting in and out of the huddles, getting substitutions on and off the sideline. We worked really hard at that last week uh, prior, and it showed. I think we did a really nice job, had no issues in the scrimmage, and I think it allowed us to play a little bit more free and it got us started a little bit faster. Uh, last thought here on Sims, completion percentage goals. A number was said today. Right. I mean, you'd like to be over 65. I mean, you're playing pretty good quarterback. You're quarterback at a high level if you're around 65%. Can you get that? I hope so. You can get that through checkdowns, dare I say, intermediate routes to find your tight end. Your lowest percentage completion out there is your deep ball. But guys who um, who traditionally have struggled with accuracy have been incredible. At the deep ball. I'm going to do some research in the break and see Nebraska's 65% passers, who they were, if there are any. Uh, Joe Gans, Zach Taylor, Adrian Martinez. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time tomorrow, Evan Bland, and uh, we'll spend time with Mike Babcock. Big thanks to Lars Anderson, Mitch Sherman today. And reminder to get buckled up, use your seatbelt. It saves lives, prevents injuries only if properly worn. Buckle up, a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Quick question uh, on the, uh, the the measurables. Cam Newton, how big was Cam at Auburn, says Rule Aid 757. I think Cam was 6'5", sound right, but 260-ish. Let's pull up the stats. I've been doing a whole bunch of stat checking here during the commercial I, I, break. I love so it. Um, I'll pull it up and look at for what, what, what you, what'd you find out. What did you find out with uh, 65% crew? I'll, I'll get there in one second. Cam Newton, 6'5", 248 pounds at the combine. So it's okay. Uh, combine, so it's 250. Mm-hmm. He's giant. Okay. And like what I, Dante Culpepper big. What I have found, not a single quarterback has ever had a completion percentage over 65% in their Husker career. Really? And only two have ever done it uh, in a Husker season overall. So you're talking cumulative and then season. Yes. The closest to getting it over their entire Husker career was Adrian Martinez. His career completion percentage at Nebraska uh, was 63.5%. And overall, if you add in the year with Kansas State, 63.6%. So that's the closest a Husker quarterback's ever been to 65%. There's one other quarterback. Can you name who it is? Huh? That, that had it in a, a – uh, actually, wait. Let's do some fact-checking here. There was a quarterback that hit 65%, but it was only in one season that they really got significant snaps. Recent? Somewhat. Uh, Gantz. 
It was Joe Gans. Boom. Joe Gans in his career. Not only member, but president of the fan club. 65.1% completion percentage in his Husker career. Good for 5,000. Was that 08? That was 08. In 08, he hit a 67% completion percentage. And then his limited time in 2007, uh, he had a 59% completion percentage. He averaged it out to 65.1%. So Sandhill Quest says, Matt Rule going to be by Sports Nightly in about five minutes. Do you want to drop by? That'd be fun. That'd be all right. I'll bring the uh, the beer. Elijah, what are you bringing? Steaks? Gas station hot dogs with nacho cheese on you, top. we got to make it quick. we got to be there in five minutes. Yeah, probably not, but thank you for the invite. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these guys? Where's security? No, it's all good. But uh, well, something that did surprise me is completion percentage-wise across an entire Husker career, Taylor Martinez outpaced Zach Taylor. Okay. Is that surprising to you? Is it surprising to me to read? Well, in the, in the offense, he had a lot of quick throws. And I'll say this for T-Magic. He was good about checking the football down to Amir and Rex. His final two seasons, he had a completion percentage over 62%. Nice. Both years. And he worked on it. Yeah, for a, com- a career completion percentage of 59.8%. As for Zach Taylor, his best every year is 59.6%. Zach's, huh? Well, I was off there. But I wasn't too far off with my picks. All right, uh, check the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and uh, can download the pod that way or the YouTube channel, Hail Varsity. Find us on Twitter at Radio. And uh, show also on KFOR Facebook and Twitter. Uh, check us out tomorrow at 4. Good to spend time with Lars Anderson, Mitch Sherman. Big thanks to them. Big thanks to you for all your comments in the stream and emails. And Todd, flex brother, for mowing between 1.30 and 3 today in this godforsaken heat. Talk to you tomorrow with Hale Varsity presented by Currency. Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.